From Alderaan, from Alderaan, to Zenla, to Zenla, to Zenla, and whatever's left of Krypton, we are broadcasting live from the largest ship, from the largest from ship, the largest ship in the galaxy. You are now listening to Sanctuary One Radio. Sanctuary One Radio. You are now listening to Sanctuary One Radio. Guys, huddle in. Huddle in. Okay, come here. I need to know whether or not I should touch the staff. Like the other female co-workers? No, no that's an no, HR no, 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 concern. No, no, no. Yeah, no, it is. You're right. No. So I've been presented with a staff that if I touch and I s- scream out a guy's name, I get... Some special abilities. <laughs> I tried that one time. It ends badly. Uh, don't grab, don't grab a dude's staff and yell out his name. Wait, you did this as well, and it hurt. Wait, you did this as well. I don't. I don't. I'm just saying that if a guy talks you into going into a bedroom, and then asks you to grab his staff. Wait, you went to a. Wait, I was in a cave, dude. Yeah, I think we're talking about different experiences. Um, Did your guy look like he belonged in Harry Potter? Mine was Harry Potter. I'm waiting. Yo, he's impatient. He Um, said I wasn't worthy. I don't know what that means. So, I mean, do I do it? Like, what do I do? do? Look, man, at your own risk. I'm not telling telling you how to live your life. Okay. Uh, we're, We're talking it over. Give me a minute. I said his name and it didn't do anything. And I was like, Shazam, Shazam, Shazam. Nothing happened. Is that the same <laughs> name you tight. called out? No. No. Uh, mine was Frank. <laughs> Frank. Frank. This wouldn't happen to be Frank from, from engineering. Is that where I knew him from? Yeah. My bad. Okay. I'd say go for it. But right. don't say Shazam, because apparently that's not the dude's name. He got very mad. <laughs> that sounds like a bowel movement. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I just Shazam so hard in there. Ironically, that's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, welcome to a new episode of Sanctuary Run Radio. It's Diamond Props inside here. We're talking about Shazam, the movie. <laughs> uh, Otherwise known as Shazam. <laughs> with spirit fingers with spirit fingers yeah uh sh- and an exclamation point <laughs> shazam 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 i think we're just gonna call it shazam for the rest of the time so so uh captain marvel the dcu edition um so so dc dcu uh has had a rough time of it right uh, uh yeah yeah right, right yeah uh with some redeeming ones uh wonder woman um Aquaman on the better some side. Some people really enjoyed Aquaman. I know we're didn't. not really in that boat. Aquaman but. on the better side of bad. Yeah. And um, then we have... Shazam. Shazam. Shazam is uh, directed by David Sandberg. Uh, screenplay by uh, Henry Gaden. Done by Warner Brothers and New Line Cinema. I completely forgot New Line Cinema was in the movie making business, but they are. So, okay. Shazam. Uh, your, your synopsis is as follows. 
Uh, we all have a superhero inside us. It just takes a bit of magic to bring it out. In 14-year-old Billy Batson's case, all he needs to do is shout out one word to transform into the adult superhero Shazam, which you hate. I can tell already. I already know what you're going to say. Oh, no, I'm going to Shazam. No, I already know that sentence should really get on your nerves. What was that again? Please repeat uh, it. <laughs> in 14-year-old Billy Batson's case, all he needs to do is shout out one word to transform into the adult superhero Shazam. Oh, yeah, I, no. I already know. I, I already know. What, and what's that? <laughs> He's a physical adult. He's not an adult. Emotionally or mentally. And Shazam is not his name. He, well, yeah, so, yeah, they should say that he's supposed to say the wizard's name. Yes. Because his name is not Shazam, because if he introduced himself, he would turn back I am into Shazam, Billy Batson. Billy Correct. Batson. Uh, the problem is the rest of the description of the film doesn't really care about that. Shazam revels in his new in the new version of himself by doing what any other teen would do. Have fun while testing out his newfound powers. Captain Planet. Uh, but he'll need to master them quickly before the evil Dr. Thaddeus... Sivana can get his hands on Shazam's magical powers. The evil Dr. Thaddeus Sivana. Uh, before we get into it, uh, you had an interesting fun fact about the budget of the film uh, that I th- right before we went live that uh, I yeah, thought was so really I was, interesting. I was looking stuff up. The, the, so far, the, the movie has grossed uh, $159 million worldwide, including like 53 domestic, which makes it, unfortunately... Uh, one of the worst grossing, uh, I said, I think it's the worst Thursday to, uh, Sunday release of a movie since fantastic four at 25. Is that fan four stick? Yeah, that's fan four stick in 2015. The fast and the four stick. Yeah. Um, so blah, blah, blah. No, it's not that one. Oh, they need to do a crossover movie. The fantastic fast and the furious. Um, bowls of box off turkey. So yeah, uh, what was it? It has the lowest opening that we've been used to. Like the Wolverine was fifty three million <laughs> in twenty thirteen. Ant Man was fifty eight million in twenty fifteen. Green Lantern was fifty three million in twenty eleven. Actually, in terms of Marvel or D- DC or Marvel superhero properties, it's the lowest Friday to Sunday launch since Fantastic Four, which only grows twenty five million. So it's significantly beyond that. Uh, in 2015, mm. um, but the New Line Cinema release only cost 90 million to produce, and due to the nature of the property, it may qualify as DC Films' biggest turning point as far as profitability. To like, I guess turning budget. point would be yeah, if they figured out a way to make their films cheaper, cheaper. <laughs> oh yeah, we then, don't we don't pay yes, actors. We just film. Yeah, then people. yes, it's a success. I will say I did enjoy the the relative. Other than uh, Zachary Levy, uh, the relatively unknown quality to a lot. Well, that and Mark Strong. And um, John Glover also randomly being in it for like three scenes, two scenes. John 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 Glover, Glover. the dad. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, uh, Smallville. Oh, right, right. Lionel Luther in Smallville. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. I can't believe I forgot. Um, I always know him as also like the devil from the. He's been in so many different things. He's a great actor. Gremlins, Um, too. Wow. We're going to ignore that one. <laughs> not ignore Gremlins 2. Watch Gremlins 2. Just, I don't think he was that great in that. But no, me John, neither. I just, he was in it. Right? He was John, in it. John he was Glover's. In, he was in the show Heroes. Yeah. What was he in Heroes? Uh, Siler's dad. Oh, really? So he must have appeared for like one scene as well. Uh, so, and uh, a whole episode. There you go. 
Um, but yeah, so he's in this movie for like two scenes. Uh, Mark Strong. But the relatively unknown cast. Yeah, but other than that, like most everybody else was not, you know, what I would consider like famous. And they made famous. one major um, mistake. And that was having Mark Strong without a British accent. I Again, I can live without that. But I mean, I, I it doesn't think, bother me. I don't me. think it being American was uh, intrinsic to the character. All magic users have to be American. If they're British, then they just become like cliche British magicians, which is a... Which has to be a cliche. Oh, yeah, it's probably because it would draw Harry Potter correct. Like, Maybe. everyone would just be like, who's this Harry Potter mother with the eye uh, all <laughs> over the place? Right? It would just be... And then he would just... Oh, you mean Johnny Depp? Is that what you're talking about? Exactly. You're talking about Johnny Depp? Yeah, with the eye. <laughs> yeah. Let's review Fantastic uh, They should Beast just again. put Johnny Depp in this movie. Yeah. I mean, he's in everything, so we might as well. Right. Um, so, uh, let's talk about... Uh, Initial thoughts. One thing I, I found was uh, funny, and I told you guys this earlier, was that they do kind of address the whole name thing by never giving him an actual name. They get they come. They up make with, like, fun of him creating a name. Names. Yeah, like but he never really zapped in planet um, uh, or Captain, Captain Sparkle, Sparkle fingers. fingers. I never agreed to um, that. Yeah, which has a whole history in the comic books, um, which we don't need really to go into here because it doesn't influence the movie at all, but. There's a reason why they can't call him Captain Marvel or they yeah. can't title the movie Captain Marvel despite that being his comic book name. His name is, if you're listening to this, is not Shazam. Yes. His, Please. His name was do Shazam. Not say to your friends, I thought Shazam was great in this movie. Right. You could say, I thought you, Shazam I, was great. You, know, you could say, I thought Shazam was great in this movie, but you're talking about the wizard that gave him his yes. powers that died shortly. Put your hands on my staff and say my name. Right? He got Thanos. Yeah, he got Thanos. Oh, he did actually. I thought that too. Right. So, um, yeah, but he, it, his Shazam is the method by which he transforms from Billy Batson, the fourteen-year-old kid, to Captain Sparklefingers. Um, I thought Freddie uh, Freddie Freeman uh, coming up with those names was pretty funny. It, there was good moments. Um, for me though, it seemed very reminiscent of Spider-Man one that Sam Raimi did mm-hmm. when he's just like, yeah, 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 trying to figure out how his powers work. And it was, I don't, it was a, it was funny and it was an interesting journey to take, but mm-hmm. I think it went on a little bit long. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I personally just like Freddie Freeman in general. I like that character. Ah, uh, yeah. It's, uh, the, the actor was great. Everything was well done. I'm completely fine with like I said, I like the casting. The casting was great, in my opinion. What I, f- for this movie, I equate it very much to Solo, where I think it wasn't a bad movie. It just uh, wasn't it just particularly w- good. I just didn't enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. Very I mean, much. I laughed a lot uh, at funny parts. Uh, I, th- I think Joe uh, Diamond said that you had a, a fun um, way of saying it. it was a, a funny, it was a movie that you laughed at a lot that you didn't find particularly funny. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. I laughed. I, I laughed at it, but I didn't find it to be a funny movie. Right. And I don't, I don't, I, I can agree with that. I really don't know how to take like, take another lightning based character, Thor Ragnarok. I laughed and I found it to be a funny movie. I think this, this movie should have been a comedy. Well, yeah. I would I would be careful because Taika's comedy is is different. Is right real roll of the dice. Like yeah. you could very easily have someone walk out of that theater and not find his humor funny, or or even know that they were joking. or even know. Yeah, yeah. right. It's yeah. like Taika's a weird one. This one was very like 
we're we're on the, we're in the we're in the bowling lane with the with the rubber, with the rubber tubes on the side <laughs> kind of comedy, like very safe bumper bowling. Yeah, not a, not a okay. lot of chances taken. Look, I'll be I, I we've had time to simmer on this film for how long? It's been like three days now, four days. Uh, I mean, what's today? Um, did has it. Has it really only been four it was days? It on Thursday, Friday, Sunday, Monday. Yeah, yeah, four, yeah it's yeah, been about four, four days. days. Um, uh, at I no point, more time has gone by. At no point since I left that theater have I have I felt any better about the film. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Agreed. Um, there, and I felt I felt so, certain things were predictable. Um, I was just spoiler alert. If you've not seen it, spoiler alert. Um, I was just waiting for the part where everyone gets their powers. Um, I didn't necessarily expect it, and then when it happened, I didn't like it either because it's the because it. it's the first film, and this is what we were talking about when we left. The idea that in your first film you you introduce introduced. the character, and then you immediately introduced five versions of the same character, five mini them, five mini them, five mini thems that are theoretically as strong or fast or whatever as say Superman. Maybe, maybe I, it's, <laughs> at, at some point, like there's no real our uh, dark side isn't afraid or Steppenwolf wasn't afraid of Shazam, the wizard. He yes. was afraid of Superman. Superman. Yes, that's that's my problem with this is that uh, he is a mini Superman. But we the only thing he's got on Superman is lightning powers and arguably the fact that Superman's weakness is magic and he could harm Superman with that. Yeah. Because Superman's powers don't work that never, well against magic. I, that kind of played a part into it, where he went Shazam and then the, it hit something. But it still changed him. There was never a point where, you know... He could use it and in, get out of the way. He's done this in the comics, where he goes Shazam and he just moves out of the way. And it hits someone and it hurts them. I would have liked to have seen that. Because uh, that, I mean... Look, I, I think I, I'm in a... I'm probably... I am in the props Aquaman boat of liking the movie significantly less than either one of you are Yeah. prime for, for, for two reasons. One, I think I have come to a point where I can no longer unbiasedly look at a DC film and not like it. <laughs> like I, I, I think I've crossed that threshold in which I'm unable to do it, which I know destroys any legitimacy in my bias. But if I ignore the DC aspect of it and I ignore the Shazam aspect of it because I really have no leg to stand on with that biased nature, my issue with the film is that this film fits really well in the previous generation of comic book films. Yeah. I don't think it fits in the new generation anymore. I felt this – I said this at the beginning of the movie – I felt a very nineties yeah. feel. This I, is I felt a little this bit is Spider Man two thousand two, dog. Yeah. This is Spider Man two thousand two. That's what yeah. I was saying. Like a Which lot is of this feels fine in two thousand two. Like, <laughs> like, let's put a fake beard on our, you know, wizard. That, uh, and I'm sorry. Uh, what is his name? Jimon Hansu. Jimon Hansu. I always say Digimon. Uh, Jimon Hansu. Wow. That's not terrible Same at thing. all. He's a great actor. And you you throw a, a obviously fake beard on him, and you dress him up like Dumbledore, and I just yeah it just too literal to the comics. Like, like you 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 really don't need to do that. It's say it again. It's my problem with Aquaman. They're 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 
visual it's, adaptations are too close or too adhering too to the comic books. And that's where I think Marvel has it is they're willing to tweak those things. They're willing to say, yeah, Robert Downey Jr. is right. We shouldn't have secret identities. How freeing is that shit? Well, think about yeah, it. And this like is they can change that. This is kind of my issue with DC at large is that they're 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 not a they're not a I'm trying, I don't even know the best way to word it. Like Marvel is staying in the center. DC is the pendulum of the two, right? Every decision they make sways them to the extreme of the opposite direction, right? So Man of Steel took an incredibly overpowered character and tried really fucking hard to ground him in reality Mm -hmm. and then took Batman v Superman and tried to double down on the reality grounding of that sequence, They had a negative reaction to it. And so rather than the Marvel approach of saying, we still want to take these fantastical characters with these amazing abilities, but ground them within their narratives, they've swung it in the other direction by saying, we really want fantastical films with fantastical characters and fantastical narratives. And even though the characters have a bit of grounding because the movie has it with aspects of Shazam uh, or with aspects of Billy Batson learning his powers as Billy Batson. Right. Right. And then for every moment, there's that there's some other shit in the film that is just very comic book film. Yeah, yeah. Now, and it's just a pendulum. Let's bring up. Let's bring up uh, one of the biggest themes of uh, of um, the movie of Shazam, uh, which was family. Yes. Uh, huge, strong, a, a very strong from theme. the beginning. Family uh, with the villain. Family with the protagonist. Uh, That's probably one of the strengths of the film. Mm-hmm. Is how how well the supporting cast is written. The fan, like the family I thought was phenomenal. Yeah. The the adopt the the foster family. I mean, I, like I said, the I, mom and dad in that, the foster Very family, good. Foster parents, great. Yeah. Like I said, I, the casting's all like great. Like I said, I, I really Freddie Freeman really, really like he was my favorite character in that movie if I had to pick one. Because You're probably not like, gonna be alone in that. Yeah, because his initial like joke was like Oh yeah, Jack Razor. Yeah, the young one. It gets uh gets uh gets pretty Game of Thrones around here. Like, I wish I they hadn't put that in the trailer. Yeah, right. Yeah. I really wish they he had a lot of really review. funny lines. I also like so smack in the middle of the film, and I leaned over to props, and I was like, "This entire sequence, I dislike." It's the typical, "Oh yeah, the the hero's gonna come to lunch with me," and and Billy Batson goes, "No, I'm no, not. No, I never said I was going to." So he goes, "So you're gonna come, right?" He's like, "No." no. Oh, so you're gonna come to lunch, right? And I'm like, "No." no. And then he doesn't show up, and I'm supposed to feel what? Like, Billy's an asshole for this? No, yeah. Billy said from the, the first moment he said he wasn't coming to this. Like, there's got to be some type of back and forth in which Billy makes it seem like he's going to show so, up. So, so, springboarding off of that, the end credit scene. I don't even want to talk about it. Um, I don't even want to. Doing Henry Cavill dirty. I not like even. That. No, no. That's the end scene. That's yeah. not even oh, the sorry. end credit scene. Yeah. That's the end that's scene. Just the end scene. Yeah. Although I did like the reaction from the actor from Freddie Freeman. His only. So you know, for spoiler for those who don't know, uh, uh, Captain Marvel shows up at lunch with him. Sits down. Starts talking about how Freddie had taught him everything he knows about being a superhero. And he goes, and I brought a friend and pan over, and from the neck down, you don't see the face. 
it is Superman. And Freddy's response is probably... It's I just love, like a squeal. I, I love it. like, Because huh? <laughs> yeah, he doesn't just... know how to react. And I thought that was hilarious to me. I don't... As far as bringing Superman into it, I don't know if that was necessary. Mm. No. It wasn't. That's, uh, I didn't think the entire of point that. of that scene is that it was almost completely unnecessary. But I loved but why? Freeman's uh, uh, reaction. I, and, that's, and that's a good... That's, yeah. that's a fun reason to do it, but yeah. it's... Still yeah. silly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you could have brought Aquaman in. Right. Re- regardless of any of the circumstances, you could have brought anyone in there. Wonder Re- if you really want to get into it. The problem is the DC's attempts at interconnectivity have been so bad that it felt it felt backhanded to me. Yeah. Like it was yeah. I and this this and is not like even a to fan. put Henry Cavill in it. Yeah. This as a fan, this uh, this felt I felt like I just got slapped. Yeah. Because I was like, wait a second. Oh, 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 oh. time out. You want to do this now? <laughs> this is the point where after you're going to After Ben Affleck had a, had a fucking panic attack, uh, a mental breakdown, and decided not to be Batman anymore, Henry Cavill, your staunchest supporter, is now, is now the doing Witcher. The Witcher, of all things, on Netflix, of all things. And now you want to do interconnectivity? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> or at least at least use one of the fucking characters you still got actors playing. Oh, I playing. was furious you know? when um, I saw that shit. So, I understood it from a writing standpoint because he had the he had the bullet and all that. That I understood. Yeah, yeah. It was the it was just the gall of doing it. Was like mm. so as far as the, like looking at the movie, uh, Shazam at its at its or Captain Marvel as a character at his core is about wish fulfillment, right? Yes. Like every comic yeah. book is kind of that. Like we, you like, but, this but Shazam is very a, literal, a, right? Yes. His, it's super literal. It's a kid who becomes a superhero. Um, the, and I'll give the props to the movie for that. Like we went on that journey. We got to see what that was like. And we got to see the envy of somebody that wanted it, that had to watch someone else take advantage of it. Yes. Um, and so there, there was again, like, um, I don't know. I don't think you said it on air. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, I like to say DC takes a piece of coal and then starts to Superman crush it into a diamond diamond and then stops right before the diamond would form and then goes, and here's the movie. (laughs) And you're like, but it's still coal. And they're like, eh, it's close enough. enough. It's close um, enough. Um, it was almost there. Like there's such tiny little nuggets of awesome and this movie had it like the um if they wanted to go into savannah being a bad guy because he's envious like he's envious of his brother but they they introduce that line of thought and then they just completely undo it with him being like like Like, i don't want your power i don't want your money well he says i like i don't want the business i don't want your money i don't want your power i don't want your like and at some point he kills him which means he's not after his affection yeah like i don't i don't get if if envy is what he's supposed to be after. Well, if envy is the one that he held on to the longest, right? If envy, if envy is his driving motivation, you've undone that. Like I would have liked to have conversation with his dad. It was like, all you had to do is be even slightly as proud of me as you are of my brother. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But you can't, you can't, um, do, well, so, you can't do anything but hate me because of what I did to your legs. There's a conversation there that would be really nifty. Well, and then they just kill him. Well, so someone spoiler brought up alert. Sorry. Well, yeah. So <laughs> we're deep in spoiler territory, so you might as well live with it. Um, someone brought up an interesting point by saying 
they were they understood the envy aspect in terms of Savannah's relationship to Captain Marvel. My counterpoint to that was envy is not a trait you turn on and off. No, no. Envy is a quality about a person, which means you are envious across the board. So when you then get into a situation at the beginning of the film where we're where all under covetous. the assumption, yeah, where we're under the assumption that envy is the driving force behind the character and the character tells me envy is not the driving force behind the character. Right. I then call into question if that's actually a trait about the character or just the convenience of the plot. Right. Like, what is he just obsessive compulsive about being denied something? Yeah. Like, he's just like, no, I wanted that. I want it was mine. Why you can't give it to somebody else? Yeah. And it was more greed. Like, if he if they had said his driving motivation was greed, but then they said, I don't want your money. I don't want your power. Yeah. I just I met a wizard. The wizard told me I wasn't good enough. And now I want to prove I'm good enough. And then that would be pride. And that's an that's an interesting conversation. Yeah. And they never they never really get it. into it. Um, uh, the the and a lot of the problem is with these like introduction movies that they have, especially when they're introducing a character from scratch, is so much exposition time is given to the the hero, and then in this case, a lot was given to the villain. Um, which was not then, the strongest part of the film. Which wasn't the strongest part of the film. But these and superhero origin movies, I say, always have a problem with being too exposition heavy in regards to just merely setting up characters. And that was definitely the case in this movie. Savannah, Savannah was given way too much time and uh, Billy Batson was given a lot of superfluous time that we didn't need. We needed so much time to get introduced to the family, to set up the characters, to set up all that. And then we spent so much time just watching him kind of be a superhero. Yeah. Then we get to the fights. He's kind of a dick, to be honest. He is. Uh, then we watch him fight, and then it's just kind of like, I honestly... I mean, I'm, I'm I don't good. want a 14-year-old kid to get beaten up. That's yeah. about my only motivation in this movie. Yeah. Um, so I just don't feel like if you're going to the, the villain wasn't well structured, like, like you said, it seems like motivation is twisting. Like I think greed, pride or envy could have been any one of his motivating factors. Mm -hmm. And then they tried to Um, win it over at the end by saying envy was the one that he held on to the longest. Right. Which kind of reinforces that. But every, most of the actions he took, the only person he was envious of was the person who got the powers of the wizard. Yeah. That wasn't him. Which matches. But again, that's a, that's a passive aggressive trait. Very specific envy. Yeah. It's very Um, like, and it just doesn't, it doesn't, it just didn't resonate with me. I would have liked to have seen, it was like, I just wanted what my brother had. So yeah. Why couldn't, why couldn't you have given me anything that you've shown my brother? But for every piece of coal, there's him finding his mom, which is a fun scene. Which is a which yeah. is well, not a fun scene. Uh, but, it's a, but it's yeah, a deep scene. Scene, yeah. And he gives like that moment where he gives her the compass. Yeah. And, and he's he like, goes, "I think you need this. You more need this more than I do." Like that's poignant. That's a huge scene. Poignant for for just the audience in general. So for every. It's 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 the it's, in my opinion it's just the DC standard of saying there's a very important conversation here that we could have, and we will introduce the conversation. We just won't have it. So, um, the, uh, interesting uh, article uh, I've read, uh, and something I pointed out to Brian actually before I read this article uh, was that they're hinting that one of the that is going to be kind of the inklings of the first gay superhero 
in DC movies. Uh, and that is one of the Foster brothers. Uh-huh. Uh, when they, they, they teleport to a uh, strip club. When they leave the strip club, the um, one Foster brother goes, not my thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's not his thing. So everyone's real leaning into um, that this might be the introduction and becomes a hero at the end of the movie. Yeah. So it might be the introduction of one of the first gay superheroes uh, in, in a movie. Uh, and, that's and, fine. And I think that's that's good. Yeah. I think that that's great. Um, Except he's a second fiddle hero. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You introduce him at the end hey. and he's not as good as Captain Marvel. Yeah. At least he doesn't have a pink Marvel suit. This is true. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's interesting that they put these things in there, and that's good that they put these things in there. But either they, like, and I'm not saying you should overplay it, like, you, you overdo it. No, you should just play it. Like, play it's, it. yeah. Like, it's, it's very simple. Like, the, the, the scripts, as, as, you know, someone who's acted and someone who's been a part of the visual element and as someone who's written, we all know that the, the, the scripts or the narratives that work well are the ones that are the most believable, are the ones that just do what they do. They don't feel forced. There isn't this imaginary driving motivation. There are things that are fleshed out. There are character traits. You know, uh, uh, we, we got done watching the Marvel Directors Roundtable, and I know we're, it's a bunch of Marvel fanboys in here. But the reason that is the case is because they say everything is character-driven. The characters drive that. And that's what I wanted. And and I got bits of that. But if the hero drove its part, which I think it did, I just think the villain did not. Yeah. And I think I think your you villain is only like as good Mark as your hero. Who's a strong pun intended actor. Yeah. Uh he he's an amazing character actor. He's very good at Heroes and villains. I've seen him play both parts. Yeah. My biggest well. problem is every time he was on screen, I just kept thinking, Sinestro. Yeah. Sinestro. DC should not have cast Sinestro. Mark Strong at, with a second a second shot at it. And yeah. just not. I like that Mark Strong's willing to do like weird like comic book sci-fi movies, though, yeah. just because he can. He, He's like, he yeah, did sure, Sherlock. Uh, he was the bad guy in Sherlock Holmes. He was, he was, he was very good in Sherlock Kingsman, Holmes. Uh, he was in Kingsman. Two. Bad yeah. guy in John Carter Mars. Yeah. yeah. Like, he's, he's which, great. Which I that does uh, Get a fair he, rap, uh, I agree. Uh, he was also um, the brother in that um, uh, the Sasha Baron Cohen movie. The Sasha Baron yeah, Cohen movie. Yeah. That he was the actual spy. <laughs> yeah, like that was. I. Uh, it's not a very. Good, I didn't think it was a very good movie, but I love both Sasha Baron Cohen and him in that movie. I, I'll be honest. Like I don't like Sasha Baron. Cohen. I'm not the biggest fan of him either, but I did enjoy that movie yeah. Mo- mostly just because Mark Strong can really act, and Sasha Baron Cohen yeah. is pretty funny. There's a point Mark where he gets, Strong. He acting. gets like a gun and he just starts shooting people and he's really good at it. And he's like, like he doesn't mean like, to wow. be. He's like, uh, was, he, is, he's is, like, is, oh wow, I wouldn't know what people think. I'm completely detached from what I'm doing. <laughs> and he's just killing people, <laughs> just like not even trying and just like killing people. And he's like, I get why people really like this. I'm like, this makes me feel powerful and I'm completely detached from what I'm doing. <laughs> uh, he's been in a lot of really good stuff. He has. Mark Strong acted his ass off in this movie. I just. Just, I feel like the script failed. What he can do when he gets with, with what they give him. You know? I the the moment when I realized I wasn't gonna like his character was when they were like he was being all like super fucking creepy in the room when she was having that interview with the chick over over Skype for some reason. Yeah. And um, let me see the symbols on your. Oh, the the, the camera video show the camera you. zoom. Yeah, bro. Right at the beginning. When he says you have a you you have a you have a video and he leans out of the shadows and the camera just 
quick zooms in on him, and I was just like, 2002 called, <laughs> right? What about what about that point where the, like his, his the head of the experiments just dies? That was the part. That's what I was gonna get you. Yeah. He doesn't do shit. Right. He's she's just like ah, oh, you think this this door is like magical or something? Uh, she boom, she disintegrates, and he goes, "Yes, yes, I do." And I was like, "But <laughs> what? You that didn't phase you at, at all. all? Like you just watched someone disintegrate, and then he touched the door." Yeah, that tells me he's that that. Un, uh, Have th- your stupid glands been removed? No, like him watching <laughs> the chick just be disintegrated it. means that he's evil for the sake of the plot needing him to be evil. That's what I mean. Like, and if, I just if yeah. they had set him up as a sociopath, I'm completely fine with that. But you didn't. You what set him I, as what a I thought as would a more interesting. If he was like wizard, I'm back. I'm proven myself worthy. I've made it back here on my own. Look how worthy I am. Right where he think he's proven is worthy. He's he's worthy. He just and came then, in being and then evil. Sh- and yeah. Shazam says, "No, you're not. I didn't send for you." Yeah, rejected again. You're rejected again, and that's when he turns. And to- like, how many how many people did you hurt to get here? Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's again, when he turns to another the conversation. Right, that could they, be they, had. That it's just, just left it, on the it's table. Just left on the table, mm-hmm. and they just walk away from it. And there's. There, every DC movies has has so many great opportunities for character driven conversations that would push the narrative forward. Yeah, as well as make the movie more developed. I mean, I mean it's just like it's just like the the conversation we talk about with um, Ares at the end of Wonder Woman. Right. Uh, I mean, you know, like uh, Ares could be like, "Well, I didn't start this. I don't. I feed off it." Right. You know, like, I make it more efficient. Humans are horrible. You know. You know what I mean? Like. And it just never happened. And I think it's just another example of that. Right. Um, so uh, I don't want to harp on the movie completely. None yeah, of us yeah. really enjoyed it. I'm, it. Go see it. Make your own opinion. Let us know. Whatever. Um, I will say uh, it was noticeably brighter. Yes. Uh, the whimsy was much higher in this movie, mm-hmm. which I, I kind of wish they had just either, I wish they just owned more. Yes. But if that's what they want, the way they wanted to go. Um, I laughed through a surprisingly large amount of the movie, yeah. which means there are funny parts. The problem was that the movie didn't feel like it was trying to be funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, like that scene was. Um, so scenes are very funny. The dialogue is very funny. Freddie, the actor who plays Freddie, beautifully articulates that. Adam Brody casted as the adult Freddie, as superhero oh Freddie. Perfect casting. Perfect casting. Um, I think the movie has a lar- glaring amount of problems, and like I said, and when it comes to comes to thinking about it, I think it's an okay. It, I think it's a okay to good movie. I just don't enjoy. You don't care for it, yeah. Right, I'm and in the same boat. Yeah, uh, and I like you, Diamond. I'm, I'm wondering, is it just a predilection against? Yeah, am I DC just movies? unable to do this now? Like, um, I always equate it to uh, when I tried really hard to like a person, yeah. it just made me like them less. Yeah. And so I keep going to the DC movies going like, maybe this is the movie I'll like. And I come out of it and I'm like, no, no. I just, I think I just See, need to I let this. I don't know because um, I don't think I felt that way with Wonder Woman, but maybe that was too early on. I mean, like 
Wonder Props Woman and is a I were still departure. Yeah, Props and I were still fairly aggressive towards Wonder Woman when we left the theater. Yeah, and we oh, I, softened a bit. I'm still. You still vehemently don't like the last of the act. movie. Well, yeah, the last fourth of the movie I think is just bad. When it just turns into her fighting Magneto. Yeah, I think it's just flat out bad. But, but if we we are defeat me, Charles. Um, Wonder Woman. I'm Wonder Woman. <laughs> But, like, I just don't know if I can... This is what... If Wonder Woman is the only movie I walked out enjoying since... Since... Dark Knight? No. Because I actually... I was one of the only people that walked out enjoying Man of Steel. I I enjoyed it, but I think it was more... But when I went back and I rewatched it, I was like, oh, no, I don't like a lot of this. Yeah. Not because of, like... People's reviews. Most of the people I know really enjoyed that movie. I went back and but I that means it. if I if I enjoy Man of Steel, that means Suicide Squad, Batman <laughs> v Superman, Justice I'll League. Be honest, I totally forgot about Wonder Suicide Woman. Squad. I really did. You should Aquaman and Shazam. One out of six movies I've left having some type of major or one out of six movies I left enjoying with minimal issues since Suicide Squad. Since Batman, uh, since Man of Steel. Since Man of Steel. Well, I mean, so two out of seven. If you want to go the whole two DC universe, two electric boogaloo might change your mind. Stop. I I hope Gun brings and that I think we talked about it I a little bit. Gun brings the guns. Where it's if if Gun comes in, they're bringing Marvel veterans into. Right, if Gun comes I mean, in, they've already tried and I don't Eden. enjoy Suicide Squad. That means it is not inherent to the director or the exactly. writer. It means it's, it's the direction. It's either the it's either the universe or it's me. Yeah. Or or well, it could be studios. That I consider that within the universe. No. Like okay. if yeah, I, so, I, it's like, either the universe they're doing or it's me. It's I'm the problem. Because I like Andrew Gunn's movies. I like Slither. James. I, James Gunn. Sorry. I like uh-huh. um. I like James Gunn's. I like Slither. I like the Guardians movies. Guardians One is still one of my favorite yeah. Marvel movies of all time. Such a big chance. Um. You like Super? Like I like Super. I I I like his movies. And if he goes and does a DC movie. And it's bad. And I don't enjoy it or I consider it bad. The only thing I can think of is it's either I have a problem, like I'm just prejudiced against DC DC movies, or there's an inherent problem within the DC universe. Um, And it might be a combination of both. Like I might just be so jaded, to your point, uh, Diamond, against DC at this point that they couldn't make a movie that would knock my socks off out of the gate. Anymore. Not without a Batman film, so. I haven't liked a Batman film since Dark Knight. I yeah. hated The Dark Knight Rises. Well, we did get the Joker trailer, so you never know. Oh, my God. I don't know. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a conversation for another time. Uh, remember, you can follow us on uh, social media, twitter.com forward slash Sanctuary One Radio, Instagram Sanctuary One Radio. Uh, you can listen to us right here on iTunes and Apple Podcasts, as well as Anchor, Anchor FM forward slash S1 Radio. Leave us a voicemail. You can leave us uh, a voice message. You can uh, hit applaud. your... Uh, yeah, you can <laughs> applaud our points. Uh, and you can, of course, hang around for next week when we do our Infinity, wa- Infinity Watch Along. Infinity Watch. Which, in true Timestone fashion, we recorded before We recorded two hours ago. So the day takes a heavy toll. <laughs> <laughs> this day extracts a heavy toll. 
Guys, have a wonderful uh, uh, week for myself. For props and for side, we'll talk to you guys soon. Bye, bye, bye. See ya.